Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, food was great. Company was awesome as well. And um, really, everything was good except for uh, <laughs> the Texas Tech football game. <laughs> then we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. I love love the football most of the time, <laughs> except for Friday. Um, and it was just a great, uh, great time to rest and recharge. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the sadness uh, that happened this weekend. And that was Friday, the Texas Tech-Texas football game. Um, you know, I said it on last week's episode, you know, Tech was playing with house money. And, you know, they really didn't have anything to lose. Uh, ultimately, I still feel that way. You know, this this loss didn't really affect your really your your bowl standing um, or where you're going for a bowl game. Um, it did it affect maybe perception of the fans towards the program. Uh, probably, possibly, um, but it was, it was. I think the biggest effect is you lost to Texas for probably the last time you're ever going to play them, and. You're now going to have to deal with at least for a while till they forget and they go to the SEC and start getting their butts kicked. Um, you're going to have to deal with dumb UT fans, the UT Walmart fan brand, uh, just yipping and yapping, sandaggy this, which I don't even know why where, where that comes from. I stupid and you know all of the all of that that goes with it. Um, it was butt kicking. I mean, there's just really no. There's really nothing much else to say about the game on Friday. Uh, it was it was a butt kicking, and you know credit credit Texas. Texas wanted to prove something, and um, you know they they certainly did. They they proved a lot, um, and it, it was it was it was it was frustrating game, um, obviously. And I guess the, the big question is: Is there anything we can glean from this game? Is there anything that needs to change? Um, and we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes uh, from this game. I don't know. Um, you know, there's people that are saying, oh, well, Joey McGuire didn't have him prepared to play. You know, that's bunk. I, they were prepared to play. You just, you got outperformed. You got out-talented. Um, Texas finally achieved what on paper they were supposed to do, which it happens once in a blue moon that, you know, Texas doesn't underachieve. And unfortunately, it happened to you on Friday. And, you know, they they played on all cylinders. Um, you know, and I'm going to talk more about the Texas rivalry and my feelings on the, that a little bit later. Um, but, you know, credit them. They they came out and they whipped you. Um, do I think they, are they going to make the playoff? No, because I, I don't... I think everyone that is currently undefeated right now will be undefeated by this time next week. Um, so I, I don't, I don't see Texas being able to get in the playoff, and which is fine with me. Honestly, I want Oklahoma State to win next week. I don't see that happening either, and so we're gonna have to deal with this narrative. We're gonna have to deal with them. You know, you know, they, they. They tried to destroy the Big 12 multiple times throughout its history, and now they're going to single-handed. I mean, now they're going to, you know, as they're as they're exiting to their six and six, seven and five, SC, consistent SEC record. Um, you know, they'll yip and yap about 
the them being the Big Twelve champions, and you know, people will say, "Well, that just proves how inferior the Big Twelve is." You know, it, just get ready; it's going to be that to deal with. So, um, whatever. So, what can we glean from this game? Um, pretty much the frustrations that we've had all year long reared their ugly head, and and, and a lot of it's a lot of it's centered around the offense. And yeah, I mean. Defense obviously played bad when you give up 57 points, but um, offense played pretty mediocre, and, and, and you know, we've, we've seen that consistently all season. You know, Taj Brooks, I think, you know, Taj Brooks did Taj Brooks things, but, you know, you, you, can't, you can't have your entire offense centered around one player because at some point – Number one, that one player is not going to be able to come through for you. But number two, the defense is just going to be able to shut down that one player as best they can. And, uh, you know, Texas did that. Um, Your wide receivers, again, weren't very good. Um, Barron Morton struggled. Your offensive line struggled. I think I think we can I think it's fair to question some of the play calling. Um, it was pretty much the same recipe we've seen all year from the offense, um, and so let's let's kind of let's kind of get to it. Let's get into it. What does this mean for the future of, of the Texas Tech program? Is this the beginning of Joey McGuire being a failed experiment? Should there be staff changes? Um, on the Joey McGuire question, no. This is not the beginning of of it being a failed experiment. You know. You look at the recruiting classes that are coming in. You're getting better um, talent here. Um, you're still dealing with the, the hangover, not just from the Matt Wells era, but of the Cliff Kingsbury era where you recruited so poorly that you, you had such a massive talent gap that existed in this program. And ultimately, here's the thing that we got to remember. For the second year in a row – this this Texas Tech team is finishing with a winning record in the Big 12. You had not done that since 2009. That's significant. You're going to a third straight bowl game. You have a chance for a third straight bowl win. There's some positives here. Now, I think I'm speaking for most Texas Tech fans. We want to break through and get to that next step, that next kind of excellent step. You know, when you when you look around and you see teams like, you know, and I'm not even going to talk about Texas, but when you see teams like TCU and Baylor going to the Big 12 championship game, winning Big 12 championships, you're better. You have more resources than those two programs. There is no reason you shouldn't be able to achieve what they've achieved. And that's kind of where you want this program to head. And, and, you, and you hope that the recruiting that on the ratings and the rankings uh, that you're you're calling in with these recruits is going to pay dividends in on the field, and that's kind of what you hope happens. Um, you know, Baron Morton was injured pretty much for the majority of the year, and you know you had you know you had basically the uh, second half of the Kansas State game and all the BYU game where you started Jake Strong, who wasn't ready to play uh, Division I college football. Um, that, that's just a fact of the matter. Um, and so y- there's a lot of what-ifs here. 
you know, what if what if you started Baron Morton at the beginning of the year? What if he didn't get hurt and you had or even if he did get hurt, you had a Tyler Shuck playing the second half of Kansas State and the BYU game? Could that have been different? Um, I, I think it could have been. Um, by the way, I, I do want to wish Tyler Shuck um, well. Um, he is choosing to enter the transfer portal. Honestly, not that surprised. I, um, I think no matter what was going to happen um, after he got injured, he he had played his last uh, down at Texas Tech, and and I think it's probably for the best. Uh, for both sides to move on, and you know, I do wish him the best. We'll be interested to see where he lands, and you know, that that that'll be something kind of bear watching. But um, I think I think there there needs to be questions asked about the offensive play calling. You know, it, it did seem like more often than not, you wanted to you you just did some things that were baffling um, when you had a guy like Taj Brooks. You know, there were multiple times um, where you just kind of went away from that and went away from the running game. You know, your second leading rusher is still Tyler Shuck. So that's baffling to me when you have a guy like Cameron Valdez or you have a Nehemiah Martinez that can get get in and, and get you some, you know, you know, I, I don't expect all three of them to run like Taj Brooks. But I mean, I think those two guys could have gotten you some some more rushes in there and, you know, some more running the football than, than you got. Um, I don't know what to make of the receiver situation at Tech. Um, is it a talent issue or is it a scheme issue? I don't know. You know, you saw flashes from Dre McCray. You saw some couple fun plays from Jer- Jerron Bradley. Um, you know, Koy- Koyakin had some, had some good targets at times. But you just – you – Throughout the entire year, you could not rely on this receiving core to get you significant yards. Um, and so I don't know what to make of that. Is it going to change when Micah Hudson gets here? I hope so. Um, but, the, you know, that that was a frustration. Um, I think, your be- honestly, your best receivers were your tight ends. Uh, Mason Tharp, when Mason Tharp was healthy, you know, he was able to get you some quality yardage. I think the tempo tempo stuff does not work. And I've said it before on this podcast. I think when tech went tempo, it always backfired. Typically what ended up happening is you went three and out very quickly and then you punted the ball back and you basically were asking your defense to go back out there after making a heck of a play a minute later. And so I really would like to see a change in offensive philosophy moving forward. I would like to, I would like for them to move away from tempo. Um, and I'm not calling for anybody's job. Um, I want to make that clear. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are really calling for Zach Kitley to be fired. I've seen people call for, you know, Stephen Hamby to be fired, which I think is bunk. I mean, offensive lines improved um, under him. Now, are they where they need to be? No, but... A lot of that's a talent issue, and a lot of that, you look at the recruits that are coming in, a lot of them are offensive linemen that are highly rated. So I think that that was, that issue's going to get fixed. Um, I'm not calling for anybody's job here. And by the way, I don't think anybody is going to be losing their job. I, I think there's going to be enough 
justification looking at the injuries, I don't see Joey McGuire firing um, anybody on the staff. Now, could you see staff members leave for other jobs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've, I've already heard Zach Kitley's name linked to the UTEP job on, on Twitter. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but could happen, um, you know. But I, I do think I want, I want there to be a bit of a change in the offensive philosophy, and I want them to move away from tempo. I just don't think tempo works when you – every time you went tempo, it exploded in your face and it went to pot very quickly. And so uh, that would be my – that would be kind of the thing I, I would, I would kind of call for. Now, is that Kitley willing to move away from that? I don't know. Do you bring in a co-offensive coordinator of some sort? It sounds like that's not the plan. It sounds like everything's going to be retained, but maybe you know Joey McGuire kind of comes in and does a little bit more, uh, gives gives a little bit more input to the offensive game plan. Um, you know, there was this moment in the game Friday. You know, they did the first into first quarter interview. Things were still pretty close to the first quarter. And you do, you know, he did an interview with Joey McGuire, and you know, Joey basically talked about, you know, Taj Brooks is special. We got to get him more involved, and then they proceed to have eight eight straight passing plays, and they and they proceed to do tempo tempo while they're doing the eight straight passing plays, and predictably, it was awful. It fell flat. Um, I just, I just think that I don't know what to make of that. I don't, I don't know if there's a disconnect. In communication, but I think you have to move away from the offensive philosophy of the tempo stuff. Now, do I think you need to run the ball as much as you did next year? I don't know because you're not going to have Taj Brooks back. You know, I know he has eligibility, but he needs to go now because running backs, the value of running backs in the NFL has fallen so significantly that he needs to get paid while he can. And I don't hold that in any, any way, shape, or form against him. I hope he goes to the Chiefs, quite frankly. You know, I'd love to have him with the Cowboys, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't see him. He's not coming back. But you, you just, at some point, I want the offensive game plan to be, I mean, I want there to be recognition when things aren't working, and when things aren't working, you gotta shift. Um, and I just, I didn't see that a lot this year, and so there's frustration there. Um, so, is it a talent issue that I, I still don't know? Uh, you know, I thought you had some talented receivers. Uh, certainly, I think it, it didn't help that Baron Morton was hurt. You know, and if you have a 100% healthy Baron Morton. Does he make those receivers look better? Maybe so. But, you know, you've got some problems on the offense, and it's going to be interesting to see how they how they try to fix them, quite frankly. So, you know, I think we just, again, and I'm not going to be a Pollyann, I'm not a Pollyannish type of person, but I'm also not going to be one that's always going to be consistently negative Nelly about things. You know, this team... If I'd have to give this team a grade, I'd probably give them a C. Um, you're, you're still going to a bowl game. You, you know, you were able to win 
uh, two games on the road this year um, at Baylor and, and against Kansas. You know, Kansas wasn't a bad team. You know, they're, they're, um, you know Baylor, I think, was. But, you know, Kansas wasn't a bad team. You go back and there's just a lot of what-ifs. Um, but you're, you're still going to a bowl game. You still finish with a winning Big 12 record. Those are things to celebrate. But then, you, you know, you look at some games and you just think, man, whew, what if? You know, what if it wasn't Jake Strong out there against BYU? Do you win that game? You know, what if you make – your offense doesn't go torment for the entire second half against Wyoming? Do you win that game? Um, there's just a lot of what ifs with this team. Um, I think I think the, the bowl game practices do help them. I think the number one way it helps them is you're going to get a lot of these early enrollees, Micah Hudson, Will Hammond among them, are going to be coming in and practicing with this team. And um, I think as we as Texas Tech fans, we need to have the expectation that this that this football program should be contending for Big 12 championships. I think that should be an expectation. And, you know, this year you fell flat on your face. But I think going forward, that could still should continue to be the expectation. Um, now, do I think next year Joey McGuire is on the hot seat? No, I don't. Um, but I think you got you've got some great opportunities next year to to do something special um, in conference. So, um, just some quick thoughts on the end with Texas. First big thing is I'm really glad I'm recording this now and not Friday because I was pretty irritated by a lot of the UT stuff that they did. Um, I thought it was extremely low class when uh, Texas Tech had a player injured. They're playing like GTA rap music in the stadium. Um, they ran up, they clearly ran up the score um, and it is what it is. I'm not going to gripe and whine because if we were in the same position, I'd want to run up the score on them too. Um they very clearly took a lot of things personally about things that happened in the past year with Texas Tech. Um, the comment from Joey and I don't, I don't, I don't blame Joey for making that comment. I want, I want a coach that has that attitude that this should run through Lubbock. I don't want. I'm tired of Texas Tech coaches and Texas Tech fans having the attitude of. Well, I just hope we get six and six, seven to five in the bowl season. No, I want to have an attitude. I want Tech to have that attitude. Like, why not us? Why not? We can't. Why? Why can't we win a Big Twelve championship in football? I want to have that attitude, and I appreciate that. But clearly, Texas took that personally. They took the whole Brett Yormark thing personally, which you know, again, I, I'm sorry, I. You are the ones leaving the conference. Do you expect us to throw you a party and blow you kisses as you leave? Because you're leaving. And so I don't really blame the your mark comments on stuff. You got outplayed by them. And, you know, Texas took it personally. Um, and it is what it is. <laughs> Part of it is you, you get whipped in Austin almost every year anyway. So it's like it's just another whipping um, I'm going to say this, and I think I've said it several times on this podcast. I, th I think ultimately I'm happy. We don't have to play them 
for a very long time. And I'm okay. I'm, I'm not even okay. I'm not only okay with that. I'm ecstatic. We don't because I don't see how playing Texas in football has really helped Texas tech through the years. Cause when you beat them, you, you get accused of cussing at them or throwing batteries at them at the games, or they act like it's a fluke. You're never going to get their respect. You're the sand Aggies. You're in little old dusty old Lubbock, you know, don't be Lubbock according to them, which is hilarious when you look at how much, how trashy, how trashed out Austin is. I mean, you have, you have pro Hamas protesters in Austin. That's how trashed out Austin is now. Um, but neither here nor there. I think Texas Tech as a football program is going to be better off now that we don't have to play them. And I hope the next time we play them in football is in the college football playoff. Beyond that, I have no desire to play them because it doesn't give – there's no value. There is no positive at this point in time for Texas Tech to play Texas in football. And, And honestly, really anything. There's no positive unless you're playing them in a postseason matchup. And I'm not and I'm not talking about, you know, the Texas Bowl or Liberty Bowl. I'm talking about college football playoff, NCAA tournament game, uh, you know, NCAA regional, super regional and baseball. There's no value beyond that in playing them. I think this is the perfect time. Let them go off to the SEC you know, go seven and five, six and six, like AM's done for the past 10 years, and overpay on coaches, like AM's done for the past 10 years. And let's let Texas Tech be Texas Tech and let's do something special in the Big 12. That's what I think ultimately should happen. And I'm 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 fine with the rivalry being over with. I'm more focused on how do we make this football team a big 12 champion. And I think you can do it quite frankly. So that's kind of my thoughts on the end of the rivalry, quote unquote, um, you know, other big 12 thoughts. I think ultimately this, this conference um, is going to be very similar to basketball in, in, in the fact that you're going to have teams. You're, it's going to be wild and crazy every week. And you're going to have, teams upset other teams that they aren't supposed to you may have a three or four loss big 12 champion and the perception is going to be the big 12 is a weak league whatever um but i'm excited about the future of this conference you know if i have to give kind of my flowers um to teams this year i got to give flowers to iowa state um i thought they were going to be a two, a one to two win team because of everything they went through. Kudos to Matt Campbell. I got to give my flowers to Oklahoma State. I thought they were trending down as well. Um, Mike Gundy was able to put together a big, big 12 championship berth. Um, you know, cre- credit to him. Um, you know, congratulations to UCF making a bowl game in your first year in the big 12. Congratulations to Lance Leopold in Kansas. Um, again, you know, you you proved you weren't a one-hit wonder. Now the question's going to be, how long can Kansas retain uh, Lance Leopold? Um, at this point, I don't see a job open 
for him right now um, where he would go because it sounds like Michigan State's going to be going with the Oregon State head coach. That was a, a job opening that potentially uh, people were kind of kind of looking at as where he might go. Um, you know, Indiana is open now. I think that's a step down or it's at best a lateral move if you're Lance Leipold. So I don't see him going there. Um, I mean, you get you could get paid a lot, I guess, but I mean, beyond that, you're you're still going to a program, a football program in, at a university that's more basketball centric. So, um, you did have um, Houston firing uh, Dana Holgerson today. Not that surprising, it, you know. It sounded like he was pretty much on the hot seat most of the year, anyway. It'll be interesting to see what direction they go. Uh, certainly Jeff Trailer sounds like he's going to be um, in the mix for that. I really hope he doesn't get that job because I don't want to have to compete with Houston and uh, Jeff Tra- a Jeff Trailer led Houston. Um, but, you know, he, he might feel like that might be his next step up is, is to go from, uh, you know, the AAC into the Big 12 and then, you know, really kind of create yourself uh, as an attractive candidate when uh, the Texas and Texas A&M job ever comes open. So um, that'll be interesting to see, but that, it sounds like Jeff Trailer is one of the, the primary targets right now or uh, Tulane's coach, uh, Willie, Willie Fitz, I think is his name. You know, Houston is going to have resources. You know, they've got, you know, Tillman Fertitta that basically can write blank checks. It'll be, it, it's going to be a fascinating watch to see um, I think Houston can take the route, uh, the TCU route, as far as becoming relevant in the Big Twelve. You know, but um, you know beyond that, I, I, I do, I still believe you. Uh, if you're Texas Tech, you you have better resources, and I think you are more attractive as a as a for recruits right as of right now than Houston can be. I think that's going to be the only um, Big 12 head coach that's going to be fired. You know, they announced uh, Dave Aranda is coming back next year. Certainly, he's going to be uh, beginning next year on the hot seat, and he's going to have to he's going to have to turn around Baylor next year, or he will be in the unemployment line. You know, there's all sorts of discussions and theories about why why has Baylor gone so gone down so far so fast? I mean, you're two years removed from the Big 12 championship. Um, I do think there is some validity to um, a lot of the quality staff members you had, including Joey McGuire, have have ended up in Lubbock at, at Texas Tech, and and Baylor has has had a very massive inability to replace those guys. Um, so, but you know, I also I, I was getting about the flowers to um, Neil Brown of West Virginia. You know, everybody had him pegged as as the coach that was going to be fired this year. And they responded, you know, this was the team picked to finish last and they responded and had a, had a very solid eight and four season. It'll be interesting to see if, if that trend can continue going into next year, but you know, a lot of flowers to them. Now let's talk bowl destination, Texas Tech's going to a bowl. And you know, that's good news. The projections I've seen thus far, it looks like you're looking at three potential sites um, the Armed Forces Bowl, the First Responder Bowl, and the Independence Bowl. I th- there are some pros and cons 
to all three of those places. Um, I think the most attractive location as a tech fan would be Shreveport. You haven't been there. It's a fun town. You can go gamble, all sorts of fun stuff. The big minus for the Independence Bowl is it's December the 16th. So, I mean, we're talking – I'm still in school on December the 16th. So, that's a massive minus right now for that bowl bowl game. Um, both the First Responder Bowl and the Armed Forces Bowl, First Responders in Dallas, Armed Forces in Fort Worth. The big plus would be later in the bowl season, even though it's Fort Worth and Dallas – you're going to have a lot of tech alum that could show up there. And really all three of those, I think you're going to have a, a very massive amount of tech uh, tech fans that will show up for those games. I think the drawback is the matchups. I want, I would rather play a team from the power five. I've seen a projection. I think it's first responder where you would play a Georgia tech. I like that matchup. Um, other projections I've seen is, you know, you potentially could play air force or, um, you know, I think there was even a matchup where you could see, play UTSA. I'm not as keen on that. Um, I don't want to play a group of five school and potentially lose to that group of five school. A Liberty is another team that's that's kind of in that mix um, that you could potentially be playing as well. Um, so, you know, at this point, we'll kind of see how the chips fall. But that's kind of my thoughts on the bowl, bowl matchups right now. So... Let's shift gears away from football. Oh, I'll, oh, I do want to give my coaching carousel thoughts a little bit. Um, A&M, I think, was going to hire Mark Stoops, and the fan base revolted, and so they had to back off, which is the most Aggie thing ever. It does sound like they're going to get Mike Elko to be their new head coach. It's not a splashy hire, but I think A&M needs to move away from the splashy hires, and this could be... I don't know. Could be a decent hire. He's done really well at Duke. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. Uh, the other kind of big kind of coaching carousel um, news, Mississippi State hired a new coach. Uh, they're they're plucking from the Art Briles family tree and bringing in Jeff Lebby. I think a pretty decent hire, you know, right now. Um, being from El Paso, I'm kind of keeping an eye on the UTEP job as well. And, you know, it sounds like um, it'll be interesting where, where they where they go in that direction. But I'm trying to think if there's any other, you know, in uh, Indiana, who knows who they're going to hire. Michigan State looks like they're going to hire the Oregon State coach, which I'm sad for Oregon State. I think that really kind of hurt them in the Civil War game on Friday against Oregon, um, which, by the way, there is, so, there is a Texas Tech component to the Civil War. Um, there was a story that kind of came out on Friday that – Potentially, um, Texas Tech could be working with Oregon to get out of next year's game um, and in Eugene, and then Tech would play in Pullman against Washington State. Uh, mixed feelings on that. You know, Washington State obviously is going to not be in a Power Five conference anymore. Um, having said that, I'm, I'm already pegging that if they go to Oregon, it's a loss. So I think you could beat Washington State and Pullman. And so that, that, you know, the question is going to be, what's the trade-off uh, loss, another early non-conference loss, or an, a win over a non-Power 5 opponent? I, th- I think it kind of evens out um, in the end. So um, 
as far as other coaching carousel thoughts, I'm trying to think if there's any other big, big uh, jobs that have opened. I don't think there has been any beyond the Houston job that we talked about earlier. And then, you know, the A&M job, um, you know, so let's switch gears now. We're going to move away from football and let's talk some tech basketball. Um, I think quite frankly, pretty good um, um, showing in the Bahamas. You know, you start off really uh, with a poor performance and based on what happened at uh, with the rest of the uh, battle for Atlantis, I don't know if it's necessarily a poor performance or you were just beat by a good team, but you you know you get beat pretty good against Villanova, and it was looking pretty dire the next day against Northern Iowa, pretty much for till the second part of the second half, and then you make a solid comeback, and then Pop Isaacs gets you uh, a, a bucket when you need it, and you end up beating Northern Iowa, um, and then you move, then you go on and you beat a Michigan team pretty soundly. Um, in the fifth place game. And so you end up going two and one in the battle for Atlantis. And I think, I think you saw a lot of, I think you saw pretty much kind of the good, bad and ugly with this Texas tech team at the battle for Atlantis. There's a lot of talent on this team. And you know, I think certainly, you know, Devin Cambridge and, you know, T- Joe Toussaint, Pop Isaacs, um, those guys really, I think shined through in the games down there and you've got some really good role players playing, you know, Warren Washington. Um, I think this team was able to grow a little bit this year in this Bahamas game. And, and I think it's the complete opposite of what you saw in Maui last year, where it almost kind of feels like looking back now, the Maui invitational was the beginning of the end of not only Mark Adams tenure, but, uh, of any hope of having a good season last year in basketball. And I kind of look at it, you know, you, you, you got some real impressive wins, you know, and, and, you know, Northern Iowa, I know not, they're not a power five school, but you know, this is a, Northern Iowa is a team that is favored to win the Missouri Valley conference. And so that was no slouch of a team either. And then, you know, I think you, you know, beating a big 10 school like Michigan, very impressive victory. So I, I think, I think overall, you have to feel really good about this um, tech basketball team right now. Now, what does it translate to um, as far as, you know, is this team going to be the postseason or not? I still think it's too early to tell. Um, you've got a really interesting game this this Thursday, and it's going to be your first true road game against Butler. Um, and I think it's a very winnable game against Butler in this uh, Big 12 Big East Challenge. And I think you're going to – you're going to learn a lot more about this team through that game. So um, that's going to be something definitely to kind of uh, keep keep an eye on uh, moving forward. But, um, you know, I think if you're Texas Tech and if you're a Tech basketball fan, I think you got to be, you know, really happy and have some hope right now uh, about this basketball team um, potentially doing some special things this year. By special things, um, no, I'm not saying we're going to win a Big 12 championship, but, you know, certainly I think postseason could be on the table. Um, if, if you keep, if you keep taking care of business. So, um, so yeah, that, that's really the good of the weekend was the tech basketball's performance in, you know, in the Bahamas. So, all right, well, we will close with some NFL thoughts. Uh, Cowboys do what they do best. They beat a very terrible team on Thanksgiving. Um, probably the highlight of that game was Dolly Parton (laughs) 
winning, uh, Dolly Parton, and then uh, Dak eating the uh, turkey leg. I don't feel any more strongly about this this Cowboys team. I don't. Uh, you beat a bad team. You've done that all year, except when you played the Cardinals. I am intrigued to see how they perform against Seattle. Uh, Seattle's coming off a loss to the 49ers on Thanksgiving night, but uh, you know Seattle's a good team, and Seattle's gonna is gonna be a better team than obviously you faced. You know, in the past few weeks, and again, this I said this last week. This is a this is another test to see can you be trusted to maybe do something this year. Um, if you beat Seattle, you know maybe maybe I'll put a little bit more trust in you. I don't know, but uh, Chiefs take care of business against the Raiders uh, after they lost um, early in the week against the Eagles. I still think the Chiefs are are going to be fine uh, once playoffs start. I still think, I mean, are they going to win the AFC? Possibly not. You know, that might be, you know, it's hard to do that, you know, two, three years in a row. I mean, what are, what are we up, up to now? Like five straight AFC championship games? It's hard to go to the Super Bowl every year. And, you know, um, there's certainly some glaring weaknesses offensively with this team. Um, and it's really your receivers got to make catches. Um, but I look around and I look at look at the kind of the state of the AFC right now. And you know certainly Baltimore is 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 a team that that looks to be looks to be really strong. You haven't played them yet. Um, Miami is is you know probably is going to win their division, but you've beaten them already. So can you really fully trust them? Um, and then you look at the AFC South uh, right now. Jacksonville, yeah, they have a better record than you, but again, you've beaten them. So. I don't see anybody in the AFC that Kansas City can't beat. I think they can beat Baltimore. They've done it before in the playoffs. Um, and Baltimore, you got to you got to prove it to me in the playoffs, Baltimore, before you know I can fully trust in you. So um, it's going to be there for the taking for Kansas City. I think again this year, it, I think the, they're the biggest adversary that the Chiefs have towards going back to the Super Bowl is themselves. And that uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. So hope everybody has a great week going back uh, from break. Um, kind of the plan for, for next weekend, I'll, I'll record a regular episode next weekend. Maybe Saturday night, maybe Sunday. It just kind of depends on time. Um, we'll talk uh, maybe. Actually, I'll try. To, I think I'm going to probably go ahead and try and record on Sunday because we will know by next Sunday night where Texas Tech is going for a bowl game. Um, and it'll be interesting, you know, in this uh, upcoming week, uh, are we going to hear uh, other players entering the transfer portal? Are we going to hear about coaches leaving? That'll all kind of be bear, uh, interesting to bear watching right now. So, but I hope everybody has a great week and I will see you next week for the Chris Carpenter show.